Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 is back. Wednesday edition is here from 6th and Peabody. If you hop here in Old Smoky Moonshine, crew is all here. Glad you're with us across the OutKick network. Big show planned today. Primary complaint coming up in 45 minutes. A bit later in today's show, Dan Dockich will be on. And Nico Iamaliava, the five-star quarterback commitment to the University of Tennessee, joins us in exactly one hour. One hour. Uh, he will be on at 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern. That is uh, coming up on 360 today. Gentlemen, a lot to get to. Another big trade in the NFL. We joke about it as we leave the show every day. Like clockwork, we... We begin the show with a, another big move. How's everybody doing? Uh, great. Um, thank you, NFL, for providing a huge topic every, <laughs> every single day. day. And I, I seriously saw this one and thought, now what are we going to be talking about on Thursday show and then on Friday show? Because the NFL continues to one-up itself with news every single day. It's, it's really remarkable. Tyreek Hill. Ma- maybe they'll the take the weekend off uh, with, the, with the March Madness going on, but I highly doubt I'm it. I'm a little bit wary of this move. Tyreek Hill is a very unique player. And I think, you know, the Chiefs are a well-built organization, obviously. They've got the best quarterback in the league. Uh, Patrick Mahomes can make a lot of receivers great. But there aren't a lot of Tyreek Hills out there. He's a unique receiver. And I think saying, well, you know, we're going to have the 29th and 30th pick in the first round now. We've got second rounders. We got, I imagine they're going to manipulate their way up in the draft to get somebody they really like. Again, I don't think the first round that they got is high enough. The same way I felt that way about the, the Green Bay's deal with the Raiders in terms of the return. It's a massive return, but the first rounder isn't high enough. But I think there's a little cockiness here like, you know what? We reached impasse with this guy. We, we're not going to give him what he wants. Uh, I, I would still fight with him more. Because I don't know that you get a guy who does what Tyreek Hill does. And what Tyreek Hill does is what the Chiefs do. And uh, I don't know. It's a little dangerous to me to think that you can somehow replace that or be the same team without that, no matter how good the guy you get is. I'm anxious to see what they try to do to not replace Tyreek Hill, but supplement things that he would have been doing. Within that offense. You might have to do it with multiple people. But I, I, I tend to agree with you on this, Paul, in that I think it's, it's awfully arrogant if you believe, well, we've got Patrick Mahomes, and he's great, and no one's denying that. But if this guy's not going to play ball to the level we want to play ball with a contract negotiation, we'll just dump him and be just fine. Um, it's one thing if you say, we're going to get something in return because we don't think we're going to get him long-term, so we're trying to actually get better by acknowledging the issue that he's not going to re-sign here. That's fine, but if the thinking is, you know what, 
screw this guy because he doesn't want to be here and we'll be just fine without him. I don't think that's the case. Uh, they're not going to be the same without Tyreek and Hill we and just his talk skill set. I think about it, Juju Smith-Schuster being like the final piece. I think it's important to note, I think you guys are way underselling what Miami just gave up. It's more than just a first-round pick. Oh, it's good. The, haul. the Chiefs it's a good picked haul. up two picks in the top 50 today. That's what they did. That's huge. Um, on top of on what top they of already had, which was pick 30 or 30, 29. 30. Yeah, 30. So they, they pick up the pick right in front of them, they I believe. They got 29 and 30. So, I mean, that's... That is quite the haul on top of the fact that they have a fourth-round pick this year. So if you want to say it's the it's, they picked up three picks in the top 150, we can go there too. I mean, that that's a steep price for Tyreek Hill. It had one year left on his deal, and they get that in return plus future picks. In total, five picks in exchange for Tyreek Hill. Three this year, and two of them are in top 50. That's That's a haul to me. And, and, and on top of that, Miami's giving him a four-year uh, contract that's like $75 million guaranteed. And I think he's going to be disgruntled in Miami as soon as he discovers that Tua can't throw the ball downfield to him the way Mahomes did, which is his bread and butter, his livelihood. I mean, he takes a lot of balls and runs with him, but he also runs on to a lot of deep balls that Patrick Mahomes throws that Tua can't throw in two throws. I, I, it's a move they had to make, though, in Miami. Tua, Tua, no matter if you think he sucks or not, and the majority of people thinks he think, thinks he's bad, uh, he improved <clears throat> a lot this week. They just signed Teron Armstead at left tackle, top guy. Complete. I mean that that. I mean, when you look at pressure rate, the Dolphins were dead last in the league offensive line wise at pressure rate allowed on the quarterback. Some of that's on the quarterback, not all of it. And they've improved on that area, and they've improved at wide receiver a significant amount. So uh, while, while I, I say, you know, Chiefs are going to be uh, find it hard to replace Tyreek Hill, they just had, they have two picks in the top 50 to do so if they want to. On top of the fact they still have Miko Hardeman, they just signed Juju Smith-Schuster, they still have Travis Kelsey, Chiefs are going to be fine. They've, well, got, the, the, the they've Dolphins. got 29, 30, 50, 62, 94, 103. There we go. So they have five picks in the top 103. Let's just say the top 100 picks. The Dolphins side of this, I see, I, I, I immediately thought this actually suits Tua's strength well. I mean, he's a short passing sure guy, go. and Tyreek Hill gives you a short passing option that can lead to a long pass. Yeah. I mean, he is a he's get it out to him good. quickly and make a guy miss and get 12 yards where there's three. He's also pick very up good there. running under a yeah. bomb. I, I think uh, you're overselling the bombs. Patrick Mahomes last year averaged like four and a half air yards per pass. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not like it's bombs over Baghdad no, in Kansas but in, City. but in his past, there, there were some yeah, of I'm talking about the quarter. I'm talking about the quarterback we just saw play. That offense is not just a deep passing offense. No, a lot of what not. Hill does is catch and go. And to what Chad's saying, that's Tua's game too. Yeah, that, that, my immediate thought was this actually, I don't think Tua's that good, but this actually fits his skill set with what Tyreek Hill does. And Tyreek Hill's going to make anyone better. I mean, it's not like he doesn't, there's not a quarterback in the league that, doesn't fit with what he can do, but I think with Tua, you know, the knock on him is it's it's dink and duck the whole way down the field, right? That that's exactly what he does. So Tyreek Hill can help in that department. And he, they, I want to see what the Chiefs do with, with these picks. They're pairing him with Waddle. Yeah, they've got good receivers now. I want to see what the Chiefs end up doing with these picks before I reserve judgment for that in terms of how I feel about this ultimately with them getting rid of Tyreek Hill. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if, if you're the Chiefs and you're thinking. We can get something right now. Um, 
then by all means. All I'm saying is two days ago when they got, or three days ago, whenever they got Schuster, I was like, well, they're set on offense. And now they're back. Well, they to, were already set, though. Right. Now I mean, they, they have a backup roster well, that like would start on more, half the league. I felt like they needed one more, one more weapon on offense and that Schuster was a great guy to do that, that let everybody fall into their right spots, Hardman and, and the like. Now they do have a lot of, uh, a lot of chances to shop in a good wide receiver draft. It doesn't have a, a Jamar Chase in it. Um, and, uh, you know, one of these one of these teams, receiver needy teams, is going to draft a guy who's not going to be ready in Jamison Williams, and they're going to wait. Um, it, but, is a, it is an intriguing time of, uh, across the league with the trades. It has really picked up. And player power is up. Player power is up uh, because apparently – it's Hill requested the seek a trade, and they granted that opportunity. Very quickly, once they got to the impasse. So it's yeah. not just quarterbacks, and it's not all quarterbacks, but we've seen it now with Russell Wilson, with Deshaun Watson, who's got special circumstances, for lack of a better phrase. Right. But also the league now, we've talked about time and time again, is a weapons league, and we've seen it happen with probably the two best weapons in the league in Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. So the premier, premier players now – and, and Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, two of the best quarterbacks and the two best wide receivers in a very short span here have forced their way to new destinations. You, you know what else we're seeing, though? We're seeing GMs not treat draft picks like it's the holy grail. Um, and, and this, Which not is Rams-esque. I don't want to go extreme here and say everyone's becoming the Rams. No. You know, that'll be the immediate thing. But it's a little bit of that. Where they're going to go right? nuts and give up all their draft picks and bring guys in and veterans and all that, but... We're seeing GMs for years, the old stodgy NFL with general managers was, boy, I'm not giving up a second-round pick. Those second-round picks, you know, They're we can't give up team. a second-round pick. Oh, you, you're, you're telling me I'm going to have a year without a first-round pick? That's impossible. I can't possibly su- succeed without that first-round pick. That's changed a bit, not, not with every team, but I think on the whole, there's been a devaluing of draft picks across the league if – you can go supplement with a piece that is proven regardless of where they've been developed, regardless of where they come from, regardless of where they were drafted initially. You can go and get someone that can help your team immediately, and more and more GMs are opening their eyes to that, and they're not so beholden to holding on and just, oh, I've got all these, all these draft picks. This is great. I've got so many draft picks. Well, now you see more I'm saying, I'm okay giving some away. You're right, Chad, and it comes with a, a second prong to it because if you're trading that draft pick or multiple draft picks for a Tyreek Hill who's getting a new contract, you're also dealing with a new fiscal world because your spreadsheet used to be, well, the, part of the reason I'm holding on to that number one draft pick is because it assures me four years of a certain cost. And now all of a sudden the four years of a certain cost is really expensive Tyreek Hill money. And so I'm doing things with the cap I never dreamed of doing before. My cap guy and I are working out things, and we're all of a sudden not committed to, you know, we have to have X number of veterans and X number of guys on rookie contracts, um, and we're becoming a lot more flexible with the cap. And there may come a day where we'll take a Matt Ryan hit uh, out of all of these things and be willing to, to go that way. Teams are more flexible with the cap than they used to be. And there are still some that will never do this because they never want to, to manipulate the cap that way. Old school. Also, I, I appreciate what Miami's doing because you know it, we can compare it to, okay, they're unloading their picks the same way the Rams would. But really what they're doing is giving the ultimate evaluation on Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, not only have they added Tyreek Hill today, <laughs> 
like, was it last week? They signed Cedric Wilson, who was a solid player out of Dallas. Uh, if you watched him in the playoffs or late in the December, solid player. Um, to pair him with Jalen Waddell, and then they franchise tag Mike Jasicki. And now they've added Teron Armstead at left tackle. I mean, there, there are no excuses for Tua within this offense for new head coach Mike McDaniel. So uh, unless you're buying into the theory that they're trying, they're, they're the team that's offered two second-round picks for Jimmy G in San Francisco, which, I mean, again, they just traded one of those second-round picks today in exchange for Hill. Um, I don't... I don't see how any you view it other than this is the ultimate evaluation year for Tua for a team that, I mean, if not for a COVID situation towards the end of the last season, they could make the playoffs. Picking up on what you're saying, you evaluate Tua this year. Guess what they have next year? Two firsts. So if it if Tua doesn't get it done this go. year with that, they're in position next year to and, move up and go get a quarterback. That should be surrounded by a pretty good team, and you've got a new coach that you think is an offensive innovator right. who should be able to say, you know what we're lacking? We're lacking X, Y, and Z. Let's find a top draft pick here and a much better quarterback draft that's expected to be, and off we go. They've got two first-rounders next year, theirs and San Francisco's, oddly enough. Yeah, They're in a good spot right now. I mean, optimism is, is full in, in Miami based on this. Hill, by the way, I mean – Kansas City knew they were not going to be able to afford him. And this was even... Well, they could have had him this year and they could have tagged him next year if they were going to manipulate things. But if you're going by the top five salary... But he would have been disgruntled also. You've got... Exactly. You've got Devontae Adams, who recently had the most guaranteed money, and now Tyreek Hill has that. Prior to that, it was DeAndre Hopkins, which is getting 27 per year. This is going to get Hill like 30 or 31 a season. He wants more now. He's now the new bar... Um, yeah, so, I mean, and on top, I mean, Christian, Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk's getting how much in Jacksonville? Too, too much. So when you start looking at the average annual salary of the top five for what it would take to tag Hill, I mean, I think it's a weapon Kansas league. City's looking at that saying, are we giving him $20 million next year if we tag him? Did you or do we the, get five picks now? Did you see the Jets offer? It, it was not that good. The Chiefs would have gotten 35, 38, and 69. The Jets would have gotten Hill and 103. Not nearly as good of a, of a package. Not a first round. Miami up there. Op- 35 as opposed let's to go, 29. Let's go so back I mean, to the message for Tua. Off. This confirms, at least to me on surface level, unless they move him in exchange for a player, uh, another quarterback, this confirms that ownership was behind Tua and – Flores probably wasn't. Yeah, and that the, the coach was. Well, this is a little right? a little yeah. bit of the Daniel Jones flavor to it, right? It wasn't oh, as sure. bad. It wasn't as bad in Miami, but they're saying we drafted you high. You haven't had a full chance with a good team around you. This is your year. We're going to give it you every chance here. We do have a stopgap in Teddy Bridgewater behind you if you blow it along the way or if you get hurt. But we're giving you weapons. We're giving you protection. Defensively, we've we've got some pieces. Uh, you know, we don't believe in New England being a, a, a real tough competition. We're probably not as good as the Bills, but seven pl- teams in the playoffs, we can be one of them if you play well. Hypothetical. And if you don't play well, we've got two first-round picks. Well, next hypothetical year. for you guys, two first-round picks next year. Let's say they bottom out, doesn't play well. Clearly, it's time. Time is up for Tua in Miami. They get the number one pick. Do you then go and draft another six-foot-tall Alabama quarterback? 
in Bryce Young. Well, what's he do next year if he's on? If he's like he was this I'm year, if yes. he is the guy that everyone is saying is the number one pick. Like, does that got, factor in at all? That you've got to be the number one pick. That you're gonna then go draft another guy who's around the same size from Alabama to be your quarterback. If he does this year what he was doing at the uh, last year, yeah. these are things that 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 just keep me up at night. Yeah. I love thinking about those. Yeah, you, like, if internally, if you're the Dolphins, if you're a Dolphins fan, you you're absolutely that? saying, "Are we really going for another shorter quarterback?" From wow. Alabama, that's all you're thinking about, right? I know GMs don't operate that way, but it's got to be in the back of your well, mind. It's in there somewhere. But it does. I mean, you could also have CJ Stroud. I mean, there's, there's next year is an interesting quarterback crop. Well, that's not as interesting for my hypothetical. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying well, only hypo- Bryce Young. If, Chad, if, if it's Bryce Young or them, in your hypothetical, they have to have the number one pick. Yeah. No one's trading that pick. That's, if and that's you need why. A quarterback. That's why I said if you're the if they have the number one pick, and most analysts out there and people agree Bryce Young is the best quarterback prospect. I don't Are see the Dolphins how they get number one. Let's, let's keep going, though. Jacksonville has the number one pick again. Well, Jacksonville, whoa. That would mean that Trevor well, Lawrence well, is they're really trading. No, but then you can trade it. But, yeah. but So the Dolphins if, have two so first-rounders and they can deal. But, yeah. Or the Jets have it keep again. It, like, they still I, like Zach it's Wilson. It's very hard for me to believe that Miami ends up with the number one overall pick a year from now. now they won't be the worst. Given the, the fact I, that they were a playoff contender I, in Week I, 17. They could be bad. I'm having fun. This is not based in reality. I'm just We're saying, to if Tua Tungavailoa throws five picks a game and they're dead last, and they end up with the number one pick, what what would you do if you're the Dolphins? Do you go that direction again? Well, I mean, depends on what Bryce Young does this year. I would say, sure, but they next year is so much better as a to me as the franchise guy. I think we should spend the next six weeks um, talking about next year's draft. But look, the the, the way that... Let's get those quarterbacks on here. C.J. Stroud, I, what do we think? I mean, consider that. I mean, next year, uh, who's tradable next year? How many trades have we seen this year? Crazy. I mean, Miami can... The hypothetical would be, who do they upgrade with that's already in the league currently? That's the trade. Yeah, who's the disgruntled quarterback next year? Ryan Tannehill. We're going back to Miami? Yeah, bring him back. <laughs> yeah, that one's not happening. I can't wait to talk next to Armando. I can't wait to talk to Armando about all yeah. of these Miami yeah, it's gonna be fun. He'll be on tomorrow uh, with us. There is a, a topic uh, that we can uh, get into coming up on Deshaun Watson and the, the contract in, in Cleveland and how, I mean, we're not at the NBA level yet with these contracts, but we're seeing trades. We're seeing players that request Play a trade and end up getting it. But Watson has a lot more power than any of these guys that are requesting trades right now and then that are actually getting them granted. I'll explain coming up, and we'll, we'll see if we're actually going down that path or not sooner rather than later. And we'll ask the big question. Who's the best team right now in the league without a great quarterback? Paul sets this up for us when we return on OutKick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Tyreek Hill is now with the Miami Dolphins. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. I was just looking at this hut. AFC, we've talked about the power, the power, the power. Yep. Um, Ari Myrov, my sports update, points out the flow of talent. 
NFC to AFC, Devontae Adams, Russell Wilson, Amari Cooper, Khalil Mack, Matt Ryan, Robert Woods. AFC to AFC, Tyreek Hill, Deshaun Watson, Yannick Ngakwe. AFC to NFC, Carson Wentz. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is just a a waterfall. You think that Washington now is thinking we could have had Baker Mayfield at an even cheaper price, possibly, instead of Carson Wentz? Six and one, half dozen the other, I get that. It's always second guessing, but they did give up two-thirds. I mean, it's not killer. One that could go to a second. But, I mean, that's amazing what's going on AFC right now. If the AFC doesn't win the Super Bowl this year, I mean, it's a one game, and it only takes one game, one team being good in the NFC, right? Well, I mean, it's an interesting question by Chad because uh, on the surface level, I would say yes. But at the same time, I would feel exactly the same way if Baker Mayfield were with Washington right now compared to Carson He's Wentz. saying they could have got him cheap. I, well, that, I know, but I'm saying like as far as it's, playoff, is yeah, Ron Rivera right. keeping his job a year from now? Like that, That's what I'm judging this on. I think the odds they, of They could be a, a wild-card team in the NFC with either quarterback. Easy. Yes, I think Easy. the odds of a pissed-off Baker Mayfield ex- exceeding expectations is way higher than any emotional state of being of Carson Wentz currently. But in terms of who are they as a quarterback, there's not a big difference. Other than I do think that there's wilder swings. Wilder swings with Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Wentz is more down the middle. He's really bad at times, too, but more down the middle than than, uh, than Mayfield. Um, so many topics to get to with NFL quarterbacks. One that we can, we can either jump right into or get to later in the show because we're going to mention great quarterbacks. Let's – another hypothetical. Let's say Tannehill had a contract that was tradable. Where would he be on the trade hierarchy this offseason, and what would he bring compared to what the others brought? Oh, that's a great one. That's um, a really good one. Because in thinking about it, he would have been available early on, right? You're not sitting around waiting last minute because the Titans wouldn't have been in for Deshaun Watson, so you're not waiting on the, the, the Texans or, the, or Watson's camp to choose you. Yeah. Uh, where would he be on the overall hierarchy? Well, I'll say this. I, I mean, it couldn't have been the Colts because of the division thing. But I talked to two scouts because I wrote this week ranking AFC quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I gave them the nod above Ryan because of what these two scouts said, who both preferred him slightly because of age and mobility over, okay. over Ryan. They said Ryan in his prime unquestionably. But now age and mobility, they'd go with Tannehill, who they both pointed to is done quite well in the regular season. Obviously, they understand. And there's a five-year the age difference problem. between the two. Um, so I think he would have slotted ahead of Ryan based on that. And plus, uh, you know, similar cap situation. Uh, but you're taking the cap out. Yeah. So if there's not a cap I'm issue, he's, he's, he's more palatable uh, to, to, to take on. But it wasn't, it wasn't hard for the Colts to take him on either. No, it, was it wasn't the, hard it was for the, the dead acquiring money for team. the Titans. It was hard for the That's the what I'm saying. If you don't, ex- if you don't have to extend him or, or restructure him, uh, to get Julio here, he's tradable. All right, so ahead of Ryan. So who was the one before Ryan? He's I mean, not he's ahead of Ryan Watson. in my book. The, he- the one ahead of Ryan was was Carson Wentz. I, he's ahead of Carson Wentz to me. I'd I mean, rather have him than Carson Wentz. Are we talking like asking price or like no, where he would be on the wish one, list of yeah, teams? Wish list. Was he the first quarterback traded? No, no, I mean, like, I'm having a hard time understanding the question. Are you saying like I'm a team that needs a quarterback? What's the and I'm listing order? the possible available quarterbacks in the market. Well, and who I would want? What we know is Wentz was chosen ahead of Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo. We know that. 
Right. We're sitting here looking at it. Well, Wilson still where goes would, ahead of him. Where would would so Watson okay? So Wilson to desirable. Wilson to Denver. Yeah, and this is after Rogers chose to stay in Green Bay. Watson yeah, is more we, desirable if you're willing this. to accept Do we the know that Baker Mayfield was completely on the market at the time, and Washington chose Carson Wentz over Mayfield, or? That's why I asked the question, or would they rethink that now if they both well, were completely out there? You have if to, the Deshaun Watson thing happened first, I'm saying to Cleveland, and then he's available, do we know Washington well, is choosing Wentz in that deal? I think Baker, you have Mayfield, to take it in the order it came. Mayfield asked for the trade prior to Watson telling the Browns that he was going to take their offer. He asked for it when he knew that they were talking to the four big, potentially yeah. available quarterbacks. My point Let's is, I don't, know, the that, I don't know they publicly... Tannehill available well, I don't know if they publicly shopped him until they were... Firmly in the mix for Watson. They knew they were going to get him. But we're saying they even denied his request at one point. Wish list. So you're starting out without a quarterback, and you want some of the guys who have moved: Wilson, Watson, Deshaun Watson, one, Russell Wilson, two. I'm putting all off-field factors aside. We'll put Rodgers at the top as well. Yeah, Rodgers. If we're starting the off-season, he's on the list. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Russell, Russell Wilson. Then it starts. Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill for throwing him in the mix. Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz. Who am so, I leaving out? Anyone? So you're taking. I'm the, taking. So you're taking Ryan ahead of Tannehill. I'm taking Ryan Tannehill right behind Matt Ryan. Okay. If I'm going pecking order, who I'm I'd want to quarterback Ryan my Tannehill team? Tannehill just ahead of Matt Ryan, but ahead of Wentz, ahead of Mayfield. Yeah. That's where I, that's where I think he falls. Wentz and Mayfield aren't steady enough. Tannehill, while he you know he has some bad games and playoffs are bad. I mean, you put him on a good team, he's produced. Good regular seasons. So that brings us to our discussion. Um, which team is the best NFL team without the quote-unquote great quarterback? And, Paul, qualify for us the word great. Well, how, how are you I, I think it's structuring up, I, this? I'm leaving it open for your interpretation. All right? For me, Dak Prescott's not great. Okay. Because I've got him outside what if, what if top, someone top said? 10. What if someone said the there's only he is great. two great quarterbacks in the league? All right, well, then but, your but, conversation is different than, than mine. I'm not I think we're, we're, the three of us are generally aligned as I to think the, what the line roughly is. I, I agree. Like either, but Ryan Tannehill's not great. Jimmy Garoppolo's no. not great. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not great. Uh, to me, Dak Prescott is not I'll, great. I'll agree. But, but are, are we already saying that Justin Herbert's great? To me, he is. I mean, to me, you're a, he has accomplished you're a, absolutely right. nothing. But to me, you're a you're a team that has, Tannehill is far more accomplished in the postseason. You're saying that Dak Prescott is not. A, uh, to me, he's not great. Considering Herbert's track, and, and I'm not saying Herbert it I, has I would, everything I, would I want. Draft, in quarterback. I would draft Justin Herbert immediately. That's but, what I'm saying. But you've got the quarterback you want, and you're okay. ready to go. Okay, and you feel like you can go to the Super Bowl with him next year. Because I, I do want to say like there's but you nothing could say otherwise. to prove. Well, I, I would draft Justin Herbert among the top quarterbacks in the league if we oh, just had an five. NFL draft. Well, yeah, for, for the purposes but, of this exercise, I'm not putting the Cowboys in this mix. I am. Wow. Okay. Well, that, that, that blows my team list. out of water. <laughs> I mean, if, that, that, if that's the barometer, I'm thinking like bottom 10 quarterbacks. You know, maybe bottom half. I mean, I mean Dak I got, Prescott is top half. I've got worse, well, right? I, I'm, do, I'm calling great, though. Rodgers, Rogers, Brady, Stafford, Mahomes, Allen, Wilson, Watson, Burrow, Herbert, and Jackson, to me, are great. The next ones would be Carr and Prescott, and I don't know that they're quite great. I'd rather have Dak Prescott than, than Jackson, but that's well, for Well, Jackson's coming off a terrible year. I don't love Jackson at all, but I think it's hard not to say he's great. He's well, let, let's, let's simplify it by asking this question. It, who's the best team that isn't sold on their quarterback? 
right? That's like that, that's the that's the way. Well, to say Dallas it. is absolutely sold on Dak Prescott. Well, let me give you one. That, so. Right. Let me give you one that I'm not sold on the quarterback because we haven't seen him. Uh, to me, it's an obvious answer for me. It's the 49ers. It would have been the same answer a year ago with Garoppolo, who's not that good, much less great. And it's definitely that now with Trey Lance because we don't know. But Hutton, to what you're saying, they're sold on him, right? So I can't really answer in that way because well, they well, every they team traded is up to draft him. On its quarterback well, they traded speaking. up to draft him. They're they're going to go in that direction right. away from Garoppolo, who won a ton of games and got him to an NFC Championship game this past year, got them to a Super Bowl. So they're sold on him. I'm not, but. I am circling that team as this is a great team without a great quarterback. Maybe great quarterback situation, too. We don't know. He's so young. It could be a great quarterback situation. But this year, I would say 49ers are, are that team. That comes to mind immediately. I, I wrote down San Francisco first as well. Uh, next up, Arizona for me. I mean, it's still a prove-it situation for, their, for, for Kyler Murray and for Kingsbury. But I, I'm looking at that roster and knowing how they were the last unbeaten team last year, they lose Chandler John. Like, I, I feel like they're a very competitive team moving forward, and I was sold on them prior to last year. Yeah, I'm not like buying it. in fully because of how they finish seasons now. That's been routine. It's the same argument you can make for Tannehill and the Titans uh, and what we've seen from him in the postseason. We're seeing that from Murray in the regular season. I would put Arizona there. And then Paul um, – I don't know if any, if you guys considered the this team or not. New England with Mac Jones. That's a good one. Is he great? No, I wouldn't say he's yeah. great. No, That's a good one. But he's. I think they have the best team right now that you circle and say this is a true Super Bowl worthy contender. And before you smirk at that, I mean we were talking about them in November as the 2000 version of the New England Patriots. No, I think you're dead on there. They're the most likely team to win without a great quarterback, and it's because of their coach. Uh, and because of the way they can build the defense and, uh, and a run game with multiple running backs yeah. and win without a great quarterback, which is a weird thing to say because they won because of a great quarterback over the course of 20 years. But that's a great answer. I think San Francisco's a great answer. I think Tennessee because – Derrick Henry, yeah. I, we don't know if Derrick Henry is going to get back to being Derrick Henry. And Ryan Tannehill does win a lot of games. I think the three of us are united on not thinking he could go on a four-game playoff winning streak. Oh, and the AFC is the, the wrong three of conference us. for The him. local media here and the national media have united in that completely down in on that the agreement. Like completely everyone down on the Titans. Unanimous on that. But it's way, a good I, I football team that's my very opinion. well coached. I changed my opinion to the Titans if we're going in that direction. I was thinking more of like the inverse Great roster, bad quarterback on it, and the Titans, you know, have more of a mediocre quarterback to above average. But yes, great roster surrounding an average quarterback to yeah. slightly above. Titans are top and a of my great list. coach. Yeah, I, Forty Niners right there. I also. think I also put Dallas there because I'm out on Prescott, but they're they're getting worse. Amari Cooper loss hurts them, and I just have no faith in their ability to pull it together and come out of this. Uh, playoff failure thing. I, I have more belief in the Titans winning in the playoffs than I do in Dallas. And Philadelphia was in the playoffs taking a huge salary cap lump. They're number one rushing team in the league. If they can run with Jalen Hurts um, and, and play good defense, again, in the weaker conference without a bunch of good quarterbacks, yep. you know they can win that division and get a home game in the playoffs. They can be a pretty good team without a great quarterback. But again, am I picking any of these teams to to 
to win big without a great quarterback? No. I think I think we're all united here thinking you got to have a great quarterback in the league as it is right now in order to to win big. Where would we put Miami on this list after today? They only allowed 20 points per game as a defense. Right up to the top. I mean, 49ers, Titans, you threw Arizona in there. I like yeah. that one. Uh, that's a nice four-pack for this list. Here's the thing about Miami. I, I still think Tennessee could win its division. I still think San Francisco could win its division. I don't think New England can win its division. I don't think Miami, Miami. can win its division. And I think if you're going to find a that's path fair. as a team without a great quarterback, you need to win the division to give yourself a little bit of a benefit. Well, that's because, I mean, Miami's not winning, uh, beating Buffalo. Neither's New England. Well, the Bills you know, emerged from that pack this year, too. With the run they went on, with the way they played, even playing awful at times. I remember that, what, 9-6 to six loss to Jacksonville in one of those weeks. They also just went and got Vaughn Miller. Right, but Tennessee and San Francisco are good enough without great quarterbacks to find a way to win their division, yeah. which gives you an advantage heading forward. But un- unlike here in Nashville with the Titans, San Francisco can actually do something about it because they have an alternative on their roster already. Yeah, I mean, they're, right. they're, they're going the from biggest, Jimmy Choo, who they were not sold on. Right. To They've got an unknown quantity guy. that all these other teams don't. Yeah. So uh, are you more optimistic about that unknown? I'd rather or have do you the think unknown. They're more optimistic here. No, I'd rather have the unknown than have a known who. But the note, but here's the interesting thing about the Titans the known is, you're already saying, is winning their division and hosting a playoff game. Like that's. That's very hard to pass up on of the two options. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where – I can't say teams, that about Trey Lance. Most teams in the league would love to have that known. Uh, that, no, right? I think the 49ers would say they're going to be in the mix because they just showed you they can be in the mix with Jimmy well, Garoppolo. Well, I think it's uh, – you know, with Tannehill and the Titans, it's more of a, a purgatory situation. It's more of this sense that we like the guy. He wins. He plays well. Um, he's also not going to win big in the playoffs. And he's not going to get us the promised land we want to go to. So there is a known commodity with him, but there's also a lack of clarity. There's so much pressure There's something about clarity where you can sit there and say, man, we got a great roster except for quarterback. So we got to go draft a quarterback or trade for a big-time quarterback if you know that going in. Or you're just in complete rebuild mode where you need a ton of things and you know exactly what you're doing. The Titans know a lot about their roster, but in knowing a lot about their roster, it puts them in sort of a difficult spot. Because there's no obvious, easy move to make to say, well, yeah, just upgrade quarterback and you win the Super Bowl. You know, the, it's not that simple for them because of the situation they're in with Ryan Tannehill. Well, a year I think from the, now, I think the response there. is... A year from now, that may be too late. To make the... It may be the window. Um, the, I think the response to how do you say you're more optimistic in San Francisco is the conference. You can say, well, the 49ers were also just in the playoffs with Garoppolo. And moving forward, yeah, and they went on the road and won. And they're not in the AFC. Like, that's that's the argument, I think, that that you could spin it towards Could get themselves in a situation where it would only really need to get hot for, super hot for two games. Instead of four games. You you could be in two find-away games and then two games where you have to rise to the occasion. Titans, to do it, are going to have to really get hot for four games where the quarterback's going to have to deliver. And we've talked time and time again. We, he hasn't given us cause to have faith for that. Can it happen? Yes. Is it probable? I think the consensus, not just in this room, in this uh, universe, you know, and yeah. certainly in the state, Football is, universe. Is, is no. 
Um, hit us up on Twitter and let us know your thoughts on this discussion. Outkick360 is where you can find us. Uh, Chad, you can also uh, join Withrow in the chat and chime in live. Chat I'm, with Chad. Chat with Chad. Every day. Right. Every day. Coffee talk. Um, That's what we're having in here right now. Coming up at the top of the hour in 20 minutes, we have a, a chat with Chad with Nico Iamaliavea, and he is the five-star quarterback commitment to the University of Tennessee. Massive get for Tennessee this week, and Nico will join Outkick 360 coming up in 20 minutes. When we return, primary complaints. You can also air your top grievance with us on social media. We'll give you hours for the week. Straight ahead on this? 360. Malcolm Butler back to New England. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins via trade. Malcolm Butler re-signing with the New England Patriots. For stint number two. I wonder if we'll find out now why he was benched in Super Bowl 52. Why he didn't start. We won't. For the New England Patriots. Yeah, you're right. We won't. They're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> they're on to, yeah, they're on to Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, very young defensive back group. And Butler now becomes the veteran of that group uh, overall. For a group that also lost J.C. Jackson to the Chargers. Uh, we'll hit the rest of the headlines coming up a bit later. And, uh, Chad, in 12 minutes, we've got the five-star QB on. Yeah, Nico Iamalavea. Leava, Yama Leava had it perfect earlier, practiced in the mirror a lot, and uh, I'll have it right again coming up here at 3 o'clock. But big-time five-star quarterback uh, is committed to Tennessee. I'll ask him the question, why Tennessee? Biggest recruit in Tennessee football history since a skinny kid from New Orleans named Peyton Manning in 1994 in terms of quarterback ranking. So uh, we'll talk to Nico coming up at 3 o'clock. Not just for Tennessee fans definitely want to watch this, but for college football fans, you're going to want to hear this conversation. It's a, it was a national headline, uh, and it remains that way for, for Josh Heupel and the Vols. It's on the ESPN bottom line for yeah. almost a, over a day. Uh, gentlemen, it's been two weeks. It is time for primary complaint. And my primary complaint this week is with a push notification that CBS News sent me this week. It then directs me to their tweet. It reads, NASA has discovered more than 5,000 planets outside of our solar system, but so far, Earth is the only one that appears to have the right conditions for human life. Thank you, CBS News, for this breaking news alert on my phone that lets me know that everything that I've been told since kindergarten until exactly this moment remains exactly the same. That's my primary complaint. A better breaking news would have been aliens. We found aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it's breaking. NASA has found planets. You, you, we know you said it still, couldn't happen, but... Still no odd. human life except for Earth. I mean, that has, since 1984, I have known that. They've discovered a lot more than 5,000 planets also. So we've got the center of a big recruiting story coming up here soon. Uh, my primary complaint involves a little bit of recruiting. And if you're watching, I'm going to show this to you right now. Uh, I don't know who Lucas Simmons is. Uh, he seems to have a lot of college opportunities. And he's a big-time prospect. And I saw a recruiting service retweet this. And I'm sure he is a great kid. Mm -hmm. And he's got way more options than I do, judging by the look of this graphic. But let me explain this graphic to you right now. This is the graphic of a young man 
who's not close to deciding where he wants to go to college. <laughs> this is the graphic of a young man who wants to see the United States of America because he has posted a top 12, not a top three, not a top five, hell, not even a top 10. The kid has 12 finalists for his services. Arkansas, Baylor, Florida, Florida State. Congratulations, Michigan and Mississippi State. You're in the top six. Oklahoma State, Penn State, Pittsburgh, Tennessee Vols, Southern Cal, and South Florida. Congratulations to all of you. You have made this young man's top 12. This is too much. Uh, You need to narrow it to five. That's fine. If you want to talk to 12 schools, by all means. If you want to go on unofficials to 30 schools, by all means, don't post a graphic with 12 logos on it. Please. This is my PSA to big-time college recruits. Can we get Austin Price to find out who Team 13 was? Well, Austin Price just missed out on the cut to make their best offer. Austin Price will crush me over this because he's probably on the phone with this kid right now because Tennessee's in his top 12. Uh, So he's not going to want to insult him. I'm not insulting the kid, but again, this is just – I I see this with a lot of players. doesn't. Yeah. David Reed. So you remember back a couple years ago when we woke up one morning and decided that everything was racist, in particular our breakfast. Ancient Mama got the axe. Mrs. Butterworth got a makeover. And let's not forget the most grievous racist product of all, Lando Lake Butter. Remember they had the nerve not only to – have their product made from enslaved bovines, but also have a Indian squall on the package. Well, they too finally bent a knee to the spirit of the age and did away with the Indian maiden on their package. Let's take a look at what that looks like now. So here, to prove that they were not racist, well, all they did was remove the Indian and keep the land. I'm going to say that one more time, and, and stop me if this sounds familiar to you. They removed the Indian... And they kept the <laughs> land. We are living in the stupidest time in human oh, history. That's my primary in a time complaint. Time-honored tradition. Lando Lakes has decided. <laughs> oh, that's good. My primary complaint is also about uh, some land. Um, I, I went to the Grand Canyon as part of my vacation with my family last week. Um, very, very peaceful place, and I was looking for peace. Um, we went to sunset on our first day at the Grand Canyon and lots of people are there you're not expecting complete quiet but people are sitting on ledges and rocks and everything finding a place to watch sunset and you imagine one of the seven natural wonders of the world is going to be somewhat serene and quiet and spiritual um, happening and these three dopes next to me to the left who can't shut up and have to make an, an, an electronic experience, start playing songs on their iPhone. This is really an unplugged place, right, outside of taking pictures. But they decide they're going to find every song they can that uh, mentions the sun. And they're not finding sunset songs. I'm sure there are plenty of sunset songs. I would have been upset enough if they played sunset songs. But they're busting out waiting for the sun by the doors, which is a sunrise song. They're busting out Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles, another sunrise song. I am so steamed trying to have my ultimate peaceful moment at one of God's great wonders. My wife sees me seething. I get up and move from the end of our rock closest to them to the end of the rock furthest away from them. The guy says, boy, we really pissed that guy off. But they keep finding songs. Playing songs. I go for a little stroll. I take this picture. 
here of, uh, of some sunset activity nearby. Tranquil, right, guys? Tranquil. Beautiful. And I gather myself and God's I decide wonders. that my peace is, is my issue and I block out this foolishness that is going on. But I come back to you guys and say this is a story I have to share, that I go all the way out to Arizona and uh, seek peace at the Grand Canyon sunset, which is a remarkable thing. Not the sunsetting, but actually walking away and through the canyon later and seeing all the echoes of light on the canyon. Once I got away from these three jackasses who had to have a soundtrack for it somehow. What were the ages of these oh, young men? Oh, they were in their Old 50s Old enough to smoke 60s. dope? No, they were in their 50s or 60s. That's, oh. that's the answer. And, and also, uh, any song about the sun... I mean, unless it's specifically sunrise, it's not a moonrise, it's a sunset. So therefore, any song about the sun would fit that setting. It's fine. You know what fits that setting? <laughs> I mean... No music. No electronics. I mean, maybe they had planned it out. Paul, like you that. should look into renting the Grand Canyon. Maybe. Yeah, I really should. <laughs> Paul, maybe, maybe they were... Is there a way we were, can rent this spot? Maybe they were... They, were they there first? Everybody's there at the same time. No, that's, that's incorrect. Were they there first? Maybe they just spread the ashes of a loved one. I think Paul just answered they were there first. <laughs> I, I hate them. Paul, Paul would, uh, he would rather have, for the songs listed, songs about depression and death <laughs> instead of sunrises. No, and I think it's just here a, comes the sun. It's an appropriate place to have Here comes the darkness, my old friend. Unplug. Unplug. That's what you do at the Grand Canyon. The Flingo is next on Outkick 360. Five-star guest. Unplug.